Welcome to the BTC podcast for Sneston. This week I've put a tent, Sam made a pasty, uh, and we both went to Sneston for what was a fairly dull occasion until race three. Sam, hello. Hello. How did you enjoy Sneston? Oh, it was warm at first. We did get a little sunburnt. We did. Um, but towards the end of the day, few spots of rain fell in the final race and um, the action followed as well. It was difficult to step out sunburnt or windburnt towards the end. Oh yeah. yeah. Blustery. It certainly was but it was good to get back to the action after the summer break um, where we also saw a two day tyre test at Snetterton. Well you um, did. I, yeah I was lucky enough to go to one of the afternoons after work um, and it seems like quite a few teams have made some progress. Yes, a few teams uh, seem to be a bit quicker this weekend. Uh, the Team Hard Cars had a good performance. Um, we know they're obviously at the tyre test. BMWs were a bit slower, but that's because uh, all the turbos on the other cars, except Jellies, turned up. were turned up. Yeah. A bit harsh on Jelly. It is a little bit. To, it's, I think, to just shield the, the knowledge that BMW are so much quicker that they've caveated it to all BMWs, even though it's the 3 Series that are so quick. But as discussed on last uh, pod... The reason the free series is so quick is where the engine is, whereas, well, yes. allegedly, um, <laughs> whereas Jelly hasn't got that problem. So I think it's a little bit harsh on, on Jelly, I have to say. But, yeah, it made for good racing. It certainly did. And I think we should get straight into it with qualifying. Qualifying report. In a weekend where we saw probably the closest qualifying session this year. Certainly um, I can remember. Two thousandths between first and second. And those two were just... The two of them were just miles ahead of anyone else. Carriage was quick all weekend. It's probably the quickest carriage has been um, all all season, I think. Uh, particularly, we'll go on to the races, but he carried the weight well this weekend as well. Um, yeah, and to miss out on pole by yeah such a small margin. Mind you, Camish always qualifies well. That's what we've said since he st- started in the series. He's such a good qualifier. Yeah, he is. Um, and both of them are, what, nearly three-tenths ahead of third-place Tordoff. Yep. Which, in touring car terms, is a chasm. It is. Um, I'm over the moon for Tom, um, obviously putting the car on pole, but shocked. If you'd given me a, a bet on which of the cars are going to be on pole this weekend, I don't think I'd have... Well, I wouldn't have gone Tom, and I don't he think he would He wouldn't have been in either. my top five no. to be on pole. I thought he'd struggle here, to be perfectly honest with you. We know that he likes the track and he's good here, but I thought the car would struggle here, but... Proven wrong. What it, do we know? Well, it, it just goes to show how much that tire two-day tyre test and being able to go through a full testing programme can improve your car, especially on such a new car. And he's already said that the Corolla is ahead of where the Avensis ever was. Also helps you be a pretty good driver as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, Tom is that in abundance. Uh, Turkington, solid. Fifth place finish. Yeah, best of the um, rear-wheel drive cars and probably just what you need keep ticking it over which is what he does in the championship Plato qualifying strong again uh, comfortable top 10 finishing put it on 6th uh, position on the grid ahead of Jordan ahead of Neil ahead of Butcher there's some big names he's ahead of as usual yeah um, nice to see Adam Morgan up there in the A class at last a decent qualifying performance if his weekend didn't quite go to plan after that when his luck changes he needs to buy himself a lottery ticket he certainly does uh, and good good result for Bobby Thompson as well. Uh, top half, 16th. 
in a car that we we know isn't particularly strong anymore. Nope. Uh, that's a pretty good response. It's respectful, yeah. Um, there were two notable um, track limit times taken away. Uh, one was for Ash Sutton, which meant he was down in 18th, and also for Tom Oliphant, who starts 20th. Yeah, really poor session for him, really. It's... You... Yes, you can be unlucky with track limits. Yeah, you can be. Being an MSV track, you're always going to have to be careful of them and watch out for them. Um, but you do it on your fastest lap, you take the most out of the tyres, it's unfortunate. Um, You've just got to maybe hold that half half a inch back um, to, to get through. Again, another poor qualifying by Cook as well. He's not really doing particularly well in qualifying. He's doing quite well in the race weekends overall, but he's always on the back foot a little bit, by the way. He qualifies 19th here. Well, I understand this weekend that um, they, especially his car, was suffering with damper issues. And um, that was that was seen in race one and race two, as, as we'll find out. Um, but they actually changed them for race three, yeah. which may have been a catalyst. Uh, I think that's pretty much it to, to discuss on qualifying. Uh, apart from back-to-back sessions about a red flag. No. No? No. Jelly Jelly caused the red flag in this session. Um, he stopped out on the track, uh, which meant that he'd lost his only time that he'd done on the day and then couldn't take part in the session because he caused the red flag uh, and consequently starts from the back row. Stop grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> <laughs> Race one. So on to race one then, a fairly dull race for British touring car standards, uh, a lights to flag victory for Tom Ingram, we've seen a couple of those this year, not necessarily for Ingram, but a lot of uh, lights to flag victories. Uh, did you find anything particularly noteworthy in this one? I was pleased with how he managed the race more than anything, um, obviously this weekend we had slightly different tyre options in the fact that all drivers had to run the hard, medium and soft tyre yes. throughout or across the three races of the day. And normally they would nominate which tyre they're running in each race before the weekend. Yep. But with this, they could put on whichever tyre they thought appropriate before going out onto the grid. Um, so that really mixed up some of the races. And as we expected in race one, the top four drivers started on the soft, quickest tyre to try and get away from the field. And that's exactly what him and Kamish did. Yeah, toured off quite strong in this one as well, did well to keep Turkton at bay, although Turkton was playing a numbers game and this one wasn't interested in sling one down the inside and uh, losing track position. But a good podium, Tordoff struggled at times this year and this is really the first race I can remember in a while where he's comfortably outshone his teammate, uh, Butcher, you know, nowhere near uh, him in, in you know, down 11th compared to a third. That's probably one of the bigger gaps this season. Yeah, I mean, Tordoff was running the soft tyre in this race yeah. and um, Rory was setting himself up for the, the weekend, really, and running the hard tyre, um, which, it's, depending where you are on the grid for the first race, it depends on the tactics you want to use. Yeah. Well, starting off with the the start, which is always a good place to start. That helps, yeah. Uh, Tom Chilton got away well and then it all came crashing down. Yeah, um, about, what, four or five laps in, um, he he felt something on the front end, realised that he possibly had a slow puncher, and it went in possibly the worst place it could do at Snet. Um, coming through Coron Curve, second fastest corner on the track, probably. Um, front left goes down, and he uh, exits stage left right to the barrier. Yes. 
Unlucky, but you'd probably argue that's now his season, uh, not season, but his championship over. Oh, yeah, most definitely. He said yeah. it in the interview afterwards. Um, it was his chance to have a probably a really strong weekend from yeah. qualifying up there so high. Um, the pace seemed to be in the car because we saw the pace from Ollie Jackson. Yep. Yeah, he was quick this weekend. Very quick indeed in uh, that and probably his best weekend uh, of the season, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Backing up, though, a decent performance last time out as well, though. He's, he's slowly putting together the performances now, isn't he? I, I think he's got a good understanding of the car. Yeah. And the tyre test has just enhanced his understanding. Yep. Um, a few early incidents um, coming down into the S's uh, first lap. Hamilton, Jelly and Bordley all fighting for the same part of the track and from our left hand side because that's where we were viewing from we saw Jelly coming backwards at us basically yeah we definitely picked the best part of the track for actions we'll get on to later on oh definitely um, but yeah Jelly sort of came past us in a backwards motion uh, in a lot of smoke yeah. um, wasn't his best weekend I, I still haven't had a good replay to see whose fault that is I, I think as we'll discuss again later three into one doesn't go partic- no. particularly doesn't go at the end of a massively long straight which is very very quick yeah. into a quick uh, chicane and on the first lap there's there's people bunching up yeah. and cold tyres as well there'll be nudges which you don't really want yeah Matt Neal's luck this season at the start of races Matt Neal's luck not, full stop it, it's not good is it I'd argue Matt Neal full stop isn't good this season to be honest with you I can't remember a performance that's coming to mind where I went yeah that's Matt Neal of old we've had it with Plato a couple of times this year we've gone mm. oh that's Plato other place 10 years ago Neil is starting to look a little bit old in the field, in my opinion. Uh, unfortunately, when he does seem to perform, it's the necessity for it because he's starting from near the back where he's either had an incident in yeah. the previous race or he hasn't done particularly well in qualifying. Uh, as a sort of uh, addendum, uh, he obviously perhaps probably would have won a race uh, if Jake Hill hadn't got involved, shall we say. Got a little close for comfort. As previously discussed. Um, but generally, uh, Matt Neil hasn't particularly impressed with this year. I think he's been outshone by Camish um, massively. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, he's been a far more consistent driver, as he showed in this race as well. Uh, word on Moffat on this race. Fantastic. Gee, fa- yeah, brilliant. Um, brand new car, of course, uh, the Infinity. Started pretty far back uh, after a... Uh, a mixed qualifying, but not particularly quick. He knew he wasn't going to be particularly quick. He he knew that at the tyre test as well. He was he was off the pace there, and they were just learning new things about the car. And I think the rest of this season is going to be a massive learning curve for them. Yeah. Um, but his race pace seemed Very good. Seemed really good. Right, look who he's finished head of there. He's finished head of uh, Santa Proctor, Josh Cook. Uh, Obviously, some people you'd expect to be ahead of Nick Hamilton, etc. He's not particularly far off Tom Oliphant. No. Uh, he isn't particularly far off Dan Robot. I mean, Dan, he nearly, Robot. nearly got points in the first yep, race, which I think he would have seen as a massive success. Yeah, particularly he, where he started. He's made up 13 places from the back of the grid. Yeah. In a car that is absolutely alien to him. Exactly. Um, yeah, I can completely understand why he's made the switch early. He's going to be in such a better position uh, next year. What is quite funny is that on the BTC website here, he's still in a Mercedes-Benz A-Class. Yes. Um, yeah, they do need to do some updating there. Yes, yes, we're, we're ahead of the BTC <laughs> website, so that's a first here for you on the BTC pod. Talking of a Mercedes A-Class, another one pulling off at the side of the road, and we all know who it is. It's Adam Morgan. His luck this season is 
completely bad. There doesn't seem to be a single piece of good in there. Um, and I've learned that it was a gearbox issue. The really frustrating thing for him, I think, is that literally nothing he's been involved in has been his fault. You can't even no. go. You can't. You can't even say he's putting himself in silly positions yeah. or it's a bit of an ambitious move. It's just not working. Right. Um, I, I do feel for him because yeah, A is a nice guy. B is a good driver. But I do think, like Matt Neal, the Mercedes A class is now looking very old on that grid. Very slow. And we just mentioned that uh, Moffat in a brand new car looked a lot quicker. Yeah, I think that it could be time for a change. It it will be interesting to see how long Sicily proceed with it. Yes. I, I'm not sure what other options they would have out there, or whether they bring the brand new A-Class. Yeah, bring a new A-Class to the table. Um, but I can understand that is a huge investment for what is a fairly small team. Yeah, they've got things lots of pies, though. Sicily, uh, you know, they they've have. Got, got money, they've got a fair few races. Obviously, Morgan brings in a lot of sponsors. And to be fair to Robottom, Cataclean's mm. a, a big a big deal. It certainly he, is. You know, that, I can't see why he'll be going away next season. Um, I mean, you've got plenty of cars they could run. They could look at running uh, Volkswagens, Golfs, maybe. Yep. Um, Scirocco, arguably. Yeah, I'd love to see a Scirocco in the series. Yes, That'd be excellent. I. Absolutely excellent. Um, moving on to another driver that had a solid race and something that he probably hasn't had this season yet, Matt Simpson. Yeah, his best we came by far and away, actually. he was Up quick. into the top ten, finished ninth um, in the opening race. Yeah, quick as well, wasn't he? Yeah. He looked it. He yeah. looked up for a, up for a race this weekend. Yeah, he looked really good, um, which is pleasing to see. Yeah, it's always good to see a, a for one of a better expression, a back marker coming through and, mm. and, and mixing at the front. And yeah, I thought he was very good. Um, yeah, him and Ollie Jackson probably the most the biggest surprises in that first race. Otherwise, it's pretty much as you'd expect. Yeah. Um, yeah, and shout out to Jake Hill, top ten finish, solid this year, isn't he? Very. Yeah. Much to much to your annoyance no, sometimes. No, no, no. <laughs> look, I've, I've you know, I, when when he was last in the series, he was a bit of a a joker, a bit of a you know a lad, and was making some very foolish decisions on and off the track. He's come back, having had a break, and he does seem to be a completely different driver. Fair play. Here's something that might surprise you. How many races do you think he's done? He's got a hundred now. He's under his belt. I couldn't believe no, that when no. I found that out. I was like, surely he's not been here that long. No, but if I you know. think thirty races a season, yeah. It's his fourth season yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, this is by far and away his best season. Oh, yeah. There's a little incident with Matt Neal earlier on. We've, we've discussed that. But, yeah, generally, I think he's had a very good season. And, yeah, he surprised me. Yep. This isn't the Jake Hill that was last in the championship. No. At all. At all. So, fair play. Uh, I think the move of race one probably goes to uh, Andrew Jordan down into the S's on Plato. Yeah, very good um, move. If you stick your car in a place where Plato can't defend, then you can't defend it. Um, just, it was robust and fair, I think. Just get, risk getting turned around by an angry Plato. Yeah. But no, good move, good racing. Uh, what we like to see. So confirmation of race finish. Uh, Ingram from Camish from Tordoff. Uh, then it was Turks and Jordan, Plato and Collard. Ollie Jackson, Matt Simpson and Jake Hill rounding out the top ten. Also in the points, Roy Butcher. Crucial to keep uh, scoring points. Uh, as he chases down the championship. Ash Sutton worked his way through the pack relatively well. Uh, Bobby Thompson, good good outing by him, got some good points. Chris Miley and Dan Robottom, who is now starting to get in and around the points that a little bit more, isn't he? Yeah, um, I spoke to him between races uh, that weekend and he said that he had good progress at the tyre test and yeah. it's looking promising for the rest of the season, which is encouraging because yeah, he was absolutely. quick in the Clio. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Race 2. 
Race two then, an attempt win of the season for WSR. Just give Turkton the title now. What's the point? There we are, move on. Oh, considering that's now beaten their record from any other season for most team wins, and to think we've got, what, 12 rounds left? Or 12 races left, should I say? It's... Wow. It's dominance, isn't it? It is, although, to be fair... Before I sound like a petulant child, I did think the gap had closed a lot this weekend. I thought that um, it wasn't the most simple of victories for him. I don't think the BMW's got away particularly well uh, this time around. I mean, Jordan can get past Camish, which we've seen in the past that he's found a way past Camish at some point. Uh, and Turkson wasn't too far up the road from Camish either. I remember at Alton that the gap was just... Yeah, Scampered, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, ridiculous yeah. gap. Um, and throughout the weekend, I thought that you know the rest of the cars looked quicker and I mm. thought we were able to keep the pace of the BMWs that bit better in a track where I thought the BMWs would be very strong with the long straights and the fast corners um, but yeah that's that's the flip side to the to the coin but I mean I think it's come too late it's going to be Turkton or Jordan yeah I, I can agree with that um, they they just look just that step above yeah um, and with having those two world-class drivers yeah you don't expect anything less than no. the consistency that they, they give. They're both absolute BTCC veter- veterans. Uh, and obviously Andrew Jordan's come out this week, so there's an 80% chance he won't be in the touring cars next year. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be health- going helpful level to win the championship. Um, Turkton with a robust move to get past Ingram, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, w- when we both saw it on the big screen, we thought, that's, that's pushed past, surely. Um, and on the replays that I've seen, it's less of a push to pass than I first saw. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not as much contact as I thought there was, but I still think it's a case of it could be. It was interesting that later in the day in race three, uh, Plato made a, a similar move on Smiley, and mm. Tim Harvey said along the lines of, oh, that's not much different to what Turkey did earlier on. Nope. Um, we understand Plato then got penalised later on for his uh, his incident with Smiley so we'll come on to that later on um, but yeah I wasn't particularly happy with the move I have to say no it wasn't great um, Jack Goff didn't have a particularly good start to this race mainly he didn't start this race um, had a problem just before the formation lap and didn't actually get out for it with the greatest respects to Jack I didn't realise his season actually started to be honest he's not <laughs> had a it's not been the fairy tale return I think we all hoped for including Jack um, he's a very popular guy on the grid uh, very popular driver, very good driver, but it's just not working this year, is it? No, I think I don't want to say it was a desperation signing. Um, I think he worked as hard as he could to try and get his name out there and into a decent drive. Yeah. Um, and considering what a couple of weeks before the start of the season, we didn't think he was going to be on the grid. Um, it's probably not the best car for him to have gone into. No, getting into silly season with driver transfers mm. there's been some interesting tweets from Motorbase uh, regarding Matt Jackson potential return to the series for him coming up well that that's in relation to Cobra AMD isn't it he's been what? speaking to Sean Hollenby who runs um, the AMD tuning Cobra whatever motorsport team it is um, that currently runs Butcher and Tordoff yeah I mean we're now that part of the season where there will be drivers driving for their drive, say drive any more times, uh, for next year. Um, but it's difficult, is it? Because the drives you thought would be at risk, Ollie Jackson, 
for one, have really started to turn it on. Yep. Would Motorbase want to get rid of Ollie Jackson at this stage? Probably not. He's doing pretty well. I'd be surprised if either of the AMD Cobra boys get or gotten rid of because uh, they've they've been fairly consistent. Um, Tordoff possibly because he had a really poor start to the season. But in fairness, I suppose the only reason Tordoff looks bad is because he was so surprised by Rory Butcher. Exactly. He's come from absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Um, so I suppose it's good to qualify it that. Um, I don't think we'll see Nick Hamilton in the championship next year. But whether most base will run a or half run a third car, I don't know. Mm. I don't. Um, I don't see either of the BTC guys losing their seat. I think Smiley's done a, a oh, decent yeah, job, yeah. and Cook is up there, possibly still in the championship fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we've got off topic slightly, but I mean, yeah, slightly. Um, but there are drivers out there driving for their futures, and it's odd at the minute. Those that probably are driving for their futures are performing. Those who are not um, aren't performing at this point yeah, in time. They're, they're just getting by, aren't they? But going back to the point in hand, uh, Team Hard do like to change up their driving lineup. I'm slightly surprised they didn't see any changes over the summer break. I was mm-hmm. particularly worried a little bit for Bordley and a little bit for Goff, if I'm honest with you. Um, I think that Crease and Thompson were going to be given more time. A, because Crease is so darn popular on the grid. <laughs> and Bobby Thompson is doing pretty well, to be yeah. fair. he's you know, Out of the four, he's probably doing the best this season. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see big changes at Hart. I wouldn't even be surprised if we see it before the end of the season, to be honest. Well, Crease was actually involved in an incident in uh, race two. And get back on topic. Yep. Um, and tapped Matt Neal sideways Shame. into turn one. But if you're back starting back there, then you're going to be in the action, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, both PMR cars seem to hit reverse on the grid. They dropped from what fifth and sixth or something down just outside the top ten before yeah, fighting back. Yeah, but I mean, look at the cars that pass off the grid. Mainly rear wheel drive. Um, yes. You know, uh, shock horror. Turks and Jordan got a fantastic start off the grid. Who could have possibly foreseen that coming? Yeah. Um, Camish said after that he felt the second place was like a win, um, considering how well he was able to handle the weight and keep uh, Turkey in his sights and Jordan behind him. And in a way, I can see why he feels like that, because race two, throughout the season, he's really struggled to keep podium position. Um, often he has done by sheer you know, <laughs> talent of a driver. Yep. But yeah, I thought he was excellent. Um, in both these races. Yeah, one thing that was going against him in this race is he was on the uh, medium tyre and both the BMWs were on the soft. Makes which is what even better. Which is why they were so quick. But they but they weren't though, weren't they? I mean they were quick. Well, they were but, but I mean look at the look at the finish. So so Jordan's not that far ahead of Ollie Jackson. Ingram held them up a hell of a lot. Yeah, but that's again great drive from Tom Ingram. Yeah. Um until Turkey got bored and whacked him off the road, but yeah. And I think possibly caused a boost issue yes. because his times just absolutely dropped off a cliff. Yeah, he fell back after that. It clearly gave him a problem. Um, yeah. Shame, shame, but I suppose that is motorsport. You get the, you get, you know, the rough and the smooth. Yeah, uh, another incident on the opening lap was uh, Moffat and Robottom getting together, coming out of the Agostini yeah. hairpin, um, which caused a rear puncher to Robottom. Consequently, after I talked to him earlier, most of the drivers I seem to talk to at the weekend then had a bad race. Yeah, you've had an absolutely horrendous record, Ramsey Curse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Uh, we've said it before, but yeah, it's just reiterate, it's a big shout out to Ollie Jackson, um, an excellent fourth place there. Uh, mm-hmm. Not too far off a podium either, and you, you kind of feel it's coming this year. I wouldn't be surprised if we just don't see him win a race for the end of the season. Reverse grid. That would be nice, yeah. So you mentioned that Ingram held up uh, the rest of the field for a while. Elaborate, if you would. Uh, Yeah, he had a decent start to the race, considering how much weight he was carrying. He was on medium tyre. It's all those passes. And on lap six, he just seemed to back the pack up. I don't know whether that was where the issue came from or whether it was lap seven where him and Turkington got together. Um, So coming down into turn two... Typical manoeuvre, late on the brakes, Turkington gives him that little nudge to push him push him long on the brakes, shall we say, um, and comes up the inside, but at the same time, Jordan was also around the outside and suffered for it. Um, he got pushed wide, Camish followed Turkington through, which was rather annoying for uh, Jordan, it's fair to say. Yep. You see his interview after the race. Yep. Um, and then Camish was wholly resilient in keeping him behind him um yes he had a few warnings for track limits um but i think jordan did as well and yeah after that ingram just seemed to plummet after that move he went from fifth to about eighth and then dropped all the way down to 23rd and was doing like two minute 10 lap times which is 15 seconds off the pace yeah um it was a shame considering how well the first race had gone yeah, but he's still in good spirits. We spoke to him after race two and um, said it might rain later than Danny goes, if it does, I'm putting slicks on. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, The top uh, 15 for that race then, uh, Colin Turkton from Camish, from Jordan, from Jackson, from Tordoff. Plato in sixth, a decent performance from him. Yep. Again, consistent in the points. Uh, Sutton, Smiley, Simpson, Hill, who finished where he started in 10th. Then Oliphant, decent charge to the field for him to get it up into the points. Rory Butcher, again, uh, there and thereabouts Bobby Thompson Rob Collard and Josh Cook making up the top 15 Matt Neal Tom Chilton Adam Morgan all missing out on points yeah fairly unlucky as they all came from the back of the grid as well from that yep. first the end of the first race race three Race 3 was actually very very exciting uh, and so exciting that Sam's done a bit of a Britney and had a complete breakdown of the race and uh, we'll go through that for you now uh, well, first of all, Sutton and Hill are the only two drivers to start on the soft tyre for the final race in yep. the top ten. Um, little caveat, the reverse grid was eighth, so Smiley was on pole. Yeah. Uh, from Sutton, Plato, Tordoff, Jackson, Jordan, Camish and Turkington. Um, and as we all expect in race three, the, pro- the proverbial hits the fan. Yeah. Um, First of all, tore off poor getaway. Yeah. Um, and as we'd expect, Sutton got an excellent start, although he couldn't grab the lead. No. Um, Plato was... Robust? Yes, I think that's probably the best word, um, to get his way past uh, Chris Smiley. Uh, I think he was unfair, but let's, let's, yes. let's, let's you know, not cut the cloth here. He was a bit harsh, pushed past... Uh, and yeah, he, he was rightly punished for it later. Yeah. Um. And as we said earlier, it was there didn't seem to be much difference between the Turkington Ingram incident in race two. No. Um. So yeah, that was the first incident. Jake Hill on the soft tyres, excellent start. Yeah. Moved from tenth to fifth by the first, in the first five corners. Yeah. 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 Which all credit to him. Um. And then he continued to 
work away at that top five. Yeah, he was looking on for a win at one point. Uh, he was looking very, very quick yeah. um, and very, very racy. Unfortunately, the card later failed on him and he wouldn't complete the race. Um, but yeah, he was looking very good up to that point. Yep. Uh, there was incident further down the field into turn two as well. Uh, Kreese ends up with a broken rear suspension courtesy of Jelly and Bordley who seem to be magnetised to each other this weekend. Yeah. Um, Jelly seemed to be facing the opposite way more than the right way. He had a bit of a wobble this weekend, it's fair to say. Oh, but um, Tish. Um, <laughs> Jelly on a Plato? Uh, really? Carry on. Um, Ollie Jackson um, was moved aside by Hill. Uh, Jackson came into turn five, lap one, runs a bit wide, and a lovely cutback manoeuvre from Hill into yeah, turn good six. Move, good move. Um, which we've seen a couple of good moves from him this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a, as earlier on, as I stated with Hill, my my opinion has changed. Yes. Um, one other notable was um, Rory Butcher, who was starting down just outside the top ten. Twelve. Um, and just like plugged away and plugged away. He was on that soft tire yep. as well, um, and within the first three laps. He was like up to what sixth, seventh, and then he gradually caught the top five. Well, you've teased us for long enough. <sighs> the real story came down to one of the old, one of the new. Laps five to eight, some of the best racing this year. Yes. Until it gets silly. Yeah, up until it gets silly, which we'll get into, as you say, Plato and um, Sutton were absolutely. Racing hard, and, fair, and Smiley at times. Yep, yeah, yeah. Smiley was getting, was driving sensibly and making the gaps when they arrived. Yep. But Plato and Sutton were driving hard, fast, clean racing. Yep, for the most part. For the most part, um, between the five drivers being Sutton, Plato, Smiley, Hill, and Butcher, they were chopping and changing positions. Yeah, because two of them were on the hard tire. Plato and Smiley. And Plato other... was a bro- rolling roadblock. Yeah, he was. And the other three were on the softs, the yeah. optimum tyre. Yeah. And then it all got a bit too close for comfort. Yeah, so Sutton gets the lead. Sutton gets the lead with a wonderful move Fantastic outside move. of turn one, outside of turn two, makes it inside of turn three. Um, fairly gets the lead down into Agostini in turn four, which Plato isn't too keen about. No. Um, yeah. And he can say whatever he likes, whether he wants to say he outbraked himself or whatever. There's a touch in the back. Yeah, he he he, he prizes Sutton out of the way yes. uh, to get back into the moves, league. Moves that we've probably seen seven, ten years ago that Plato would do most weekends. Can't do it anymore. He prized Sutton so far out of the way that Smiley was second again. Yes, yeah. Um, He'd sent, um, sent a butcher wide and Smiley crept through. Yeah. And then... The battle furthered itself, um, and the amount of drive that Sutton was able to get off some of the corners, even on the grass, yeah, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, he passed Miley fairly hard, but fairly, yeah. um, no, no problem of how he got back into second. And he seemed to do it almost instantly. Yeah, um, no matter what the issue was, he was he was back in the fight, and then coming out onto the Bentley straight lap eight. And he gets an awesome run under the inside yep. um, of Plato. Butcher gets an absolute flyer as well. And 
Butcher can't find anywhere to go on the outside, so he uh, slings it down the inside of Plato. Sutton's on the outside, and... Instant. We said it at the start of the race, didn't we? As soon as we saw those two were together. We turned to each other and said, this will end in tears. And it did. Yeah. Although, I would say, from my perspective, or my, my take on the big incident was that this was nothing more than a racing incident and three into one doesn't go. I think that Plato and Sutton are so busy racing themselves that neither have realised Butcher's there. Nope. I think Plato's planning on putting Sutton wide and then cutting back across to the inside and just you know, just pushing Sutton a little bit so he loses momentum yep. in, in, in fair context. And as Plato's getting ready to come back across, he's gone, oh no. Mm. There's a blue and orange car down the inside now. <laughs> I can't go there. I'm now stuck in the middle of the track. I think Sutton's expecting Plato to go back to the inside as well a little bit because he's not seen Butcher coming either. There, there was a little more room, but I think that Plato was already out on marbles. Yeah, I think along with Sutton. Yeah, I think Plato is is taking the wide defensive line with a view of getting the, the inside from the next corner and just just running Sutton wide to, to to make him lose momentum. And also, we know how good that Subaru is on the brakes. Yeah, the the Astra can't touch it. No. And I think Plato's tried to break at the same point and he's run deep. Put it this way, if Butcher's not there, that incident doesn't happen. I'm not blaming Butcher because no. he's completely famous <laughs> in all of this. It's a fantastic move and he's caught them both napping. Yep. But Butcher's not there, certainly doesn't go around because Plato's got more room to come across. I think, for me, 3 into one's never, ever going to go. It never has, it never will. And Sutton got completely stuck on the outside, had to turn in, Plato had to turn in, and around Sutton goes. Yeah. Um, which catapulted Butcher to the lead. Um, Sutton was sitting there, I think he'd stalled. Yeah. Um, sitting there, most of the pack had gone past. I think he probably had to stoop into the footwork to pick up his dummy. To <laughs> <laughs> um, Plato suffered slightly. Both of the BTC drivers got past him. Yeah. Um, which, at this point, we're not quite sure where Cook had come from. He'd come from 15th oh, to 5th in 8 laps. His way through, hadn't he? Yeah. Um, and then found himself up in up in 3rd. Yeah. And, yeah, it was a manic race, wasn't it? It was manic. Lots of charges through. Goff found his way into 10th out of absolutely nowhere. Camish yeah. just got into the points. We were expecting more. Collard came from 14th to 4th. Yep. Ingram came from 23rd to 8th. Yep. Although um, Plato had raged ahead after the instant to uh, suggest that cards came through to try and attack the podium yes. on fresher tyre or better tyres. Yeah, he, he was on the soft tyre for that yeah. final race as well um, and he was hoping that he could sneak past Smiley who had let Cook through because yeah, well, he was on the better tyre as well. And in the championship. Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was an interesting end to what was a fairly dull day. Mm. Um but yeah, after of course Plato would get penalised, he was given a 15 second time penalty for instance on Smiley and Sutton. We believe that the incident on Sutton was not the one uh, down into uh, the S's. Yes, it's, I believe it's the one into the hairpin which is much more obvious. I think it's for the one on Smiley and the one on Sutton, yeah. um, the two pushed to passes. I think, as Tim Harvey said in commentary, and we don't always agree with Tim, but you know, and as Paul O'Neill said after as well, it's a it's a three into one. It's never ever going to go. It's a racing instant. Yep. Um, the interviews after were hilarious. Plato oh. was grinning from ear to ear. And in fairness, I think he, Jason he, he wants loved, to race. He loved the racing aspect of yeah, that. He wants to race. Uh, and for as we mentioned, for for half a lap, it was some of the best racing we've seen all year. Um, and then it got a bit silly. Yep. But yeah, Plato's a racer. He wants to have. Yeah, be involved in races 
and this was a race he was very much involved in. Sutton went the other way. Hmm. Looked like he had just, well, yeah. He, I think he needed a little steam, shall we say? Oh, most definitely. And then he was very red-faced in his interview, and he was very demanding and forward and fairly outspoken. Yeah, brainless. Yeah, I think that was that was the word that was used. I think it's fair to say there's not a lot of love lost between those two from the BMR oh, no, days. Not um, at all. And uh, look, it's he at the moment. I get that you cross, but it was a bit pathetic in my opinion to see him going I'm going to submit three forms already gone mate already in the already in the stewards I'm like calm down mate mm. this isn't school we've not just found some smoking in the toilets like you know yeah it's not going to get you a possible race victory which he should have got in that race from where he was starting yeah. on the tyres he was on he could have quite easily won that race caveat I think Butcher would have still taken him I think I think if he'd have got past um, Plato early enough He'd gone off into the distance. If if some butts were candy and nuts, we'd have a happy Christmas. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like to see his interview afterwards. As I said, I get his heat at the moment, but it was just a bit sad to see him wafting around saying he's going to put three forms in. Um, and if he wants people to like him and be on his side, that's not the way to do it. People are going to... Mm. Neutrals are going to be more on Plato's side for this. Well, yeah, it's a bit of fun mm. to the... Uh, dummy out of the pram kind of thing and also you wouldn't mind if Sutton was the most angelic clean racer of them all he <laughs> has put his fair share of hard oh, yeah. moves in throughout the years yep. um, yeah race hard you have to if you're going to race hard you have to accept that people are going to want to race hard against you too and of all the people to pick a fight with on the grid <laughs> do not pick a fight with Jason <laughs> arms out Plato <laughs> Um, do you want to round off the top 15 for us yes we shall uh, as we said Rory Butcher came through and took victory from a charging Josh Cook yep. uh, Smiley held on well to third to hold off Rob Collard uh, they came door to door towards the final couple of laps yep, they did. Yep. Uh, Jordan held place pretty much in fifth Yeah, uh, good, good solid result, good points Toured off Jackson Ingram with an excellent drive to eighth yep. uh, Turkington stayed inside the top 10 and as we said, Jack Goff went from 30th to 10th, which yeah. I think has been his drive of the season so yep. far. Absolutely. Uh, and then Matt Neal, Chilton, Matt Simpson, Sam Osborne finally getting points for the MG. So there's only First two points this season. people left who haven't got points. Do you think, I think we're going to get everyone scoring a point this I year. think we're getting everyone uh, score. So in the interest of, of, of balance, the only people who haven't scored points are... Hamilton and Rob Smith. I think Rob Smith will score a point before Hamilton does. And Dan Camish finished 15th in the points after the penalty was awarded to Jason Plato that dropped him from 5th down to 17th. Indeed. So, the awards for the weekend then. Uh, Should we start off with Driver of the Day? Yeah, I think it's actually something we agree on. I know, stop press. I know. Uh, Ollie Jackson for me. Agreed. Uh, it was his most consistent and uh, almost he almost made it look easy for him. He was up he was up for the race this weekend in a very obvious way that yeah. you know, he was racy. He was defending well, attacking well, uh, and not for the first time this season has outshone Chilton. I knew you were going to well, say that. Well, it's true. He, he has, yeah. Chilton and unfortunate luck you could possibly call it in the first race but he didn't fight back as well as he could well I'm going to argue now because uh, my villain of the day is Tom Chilton okay. and my reason being that I agree part part of 
the, uh, the the week comes outside of his control. Um, however, we've said that a couple of times about him this year. He is finding incidents in a way he hasn't normally done. I mean, last year he was third in the championship at the end of the year. Yep. Who drove fairly cleanly throughout the year and wasn't really involved in any major incidents. He has Thruxton yep. here. Uh, there's a couple of instances earlier which escaped me now. Are you saying he's turning into Rob Collard? No, no, that would be too too big a leap. <laughs> All I am saying is that he, if he doesn't qualify high, he really struggles to get through the grid. And when he does qualify high, he does have a, a habit of just getting involved in a in a scuffle here or there. Mm. Um, he's not picked up as many podiums as I think he should have done this year. I mean. Mm. I'm not. I mean, this is not strictly of the weekend now, but it's a wider point. He's not picked as many podiums as I thought he should do, um, and this is this weekend has put a nail in his well, the final nail in his championship uh, challenge. He's not going to be the champion this year. No, I mean he's he sits down in tenth in the points now. Yeah, um, which is a long way off. Yeah, he's nowhere near, um, and he's a lot further off than I expected him to be. Mm. I think part of that is due to stuff that like this weekend where he has got himself involved in silly little incidents um, which is which has cost him yeah. so he's might be another weekend I'm afraid particularly oh. after he qualified fourth as well yeah talking of silly little incidents brings me on to my villain of the day Stephen Jenny now as I said earlier he was pointing the wrong way for most races mm-hmm. and he just has these weekends where he's stuck in a mould oh jeez <laughs> He just gets himself into situations that he he shouldn't be in. He's shown last time out, yes, he inherited the win, but he's shown he's got the pace to do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Brands at the opening weekend, he was quick. He's had yeah. he's had some really quick show, showings this season. But he doesn't. He just hasn't shown any of that this weekend, and everyone and anyone seem to be sticking to him. Well, you're not trying to get into the jelly puns, are you? <laughs> okay, uh, your surprise of the weekend. Surprise, driver of the day, uh, for me, was Josh Cook in race three. Um, as I said earlier, they had damper issues in qualifying and certainly in the opening race. Changed a few bits on the car and on those soft tyres, just turned it on. Um, he came through the field really efficiently and because of everything else that was going on in race three... It was hardly noticed until the end. Very Ooh. good. Uh, Moffat, I think, on this one, just for his performance in race one. I mean, he wasn't expecting anything this weekend. Nope. I wasn't expecting anything this weekend. Um, and to be fair, the rest of the weekend he did drop off the pace like we expected. But the first race, the potential he's got in that car, mm. um, yeah, it's, he's going to be one to watch, uh, particularly next year when he's had half a year in that car. I'm not saying it's going to be championship challenging, um, but I think he's going to be putting wins under his belt next year in that car. I really do. I'd like to hope so. Um, I also want to make a quick shout out for PMR. Um, they really did climb the table this weekend in terms of the team. You going uh, for team of the day being PMR for you then? Uh, surprise team of the day really because, yeah, this is a track where I expected the BMWs and the Hondas to be super strong. You're talking the longest straight mm. in on, on the calendar. Yep. You're talking very quick corners, um, which would suit the BMW and the Hondas. It's not really a track where I thought, yes, this is where the Vauxhalls are going to come really, mm. really good. And actually... Plato finished all three finished all three races very well. Yep. Um, we know he'd obviously got you know, yeah banded down the order and a fifth, a fifth kind of which could have been a win on the road which which could have been a win as well. Let's yep. be honest, he wasn't that far off winning that. No. Nope. Um, 
Collard showed decent pace. I still think he's quite far off Plato uh, this season, but he, he did fairly well. And it's just, if you said to me at the start of the race that there's going to be a, a situation, sort of the weekend, sorry, there's going to be a situation where PMR were leading the majority of a race mm. and should probably have won it. I'd, I'd have said not not a snatcher, mate. No, no. perhaps a uh, more twisty trap. Perhaps not kill, mm. but not here, mate. Nothing here. Well, my team of the day was uh, Cobra Sport AMD Auto Aid RCIB Insurance. Bless you. I thought I'd get the full name in there. Um, yeah, Rory Butcher and Tordoff, I think combined had one of their strongest weekends of the year. Yep, I'd agree um, with that. Rory Butcher's first win on merit. Yeah, uh, on the road. And Tordoff looking like he's got some form back from what he had last season. I think he's probably used to the car a bit more now. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's not forget he's now been three se- or three seasons, three different cars. cars. Yeah, yeah, and three completely different cars as well. Yeah, yeah BMW, Ford, Honda. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's probably. I think yeah, he's probably getting used to the car now, and he's looking much much more comfortable in, in that Honda. Yeah, and, and that. The race performance in uh, from Butcher in that final one, it, it keeps him in the hunt. Yes, Just. it does. Just. Well, yes, because if, if Turkson has a weekend where he doesn't finish in the points or doesn't finish at all, yep. he's he's just about to be touching distance. Arguably Cook and Camish are just as well. Yeah. I think Sutton is very much on the cusp now. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's all over uh, Ingram, Neil, Plato aren't out of this. Shall we get on to the driver's standings then? Yes, let's go have a quick run through the standings. Well, obviously Colin Turkington still leads the championship. He yep. now has a 36-point gap over Andrew Jordan, yep. uh, who is then another 23 points ahead of Roy Butcher in third. Yep, then you've got Josh Cook and Dan Camish tied in 166 with Ash Sutton at 160. And then the chasm starts to open up a bit here. Uh, Tom Ingram back on 144. Still an impressive showing considering his debut season in this car. Uh, and then Matt Neal uh, is in 8th with 130. Plato in 9th with 128. And Chilton rounds out the top 10 with 123. Um, yeah, as we said earlier, Sam Osborne score points. Yep. Just two more left. And uh, it should be interesting to see whether we get every driver scoring this season. I can't believe that Robot's only got two points still, though. Yeah, I know. That, that will go up throughout it, it the rest of the do. season. It will do, but it's just a bit of a surprise. And actually, also, the other surprise down there as well, Proctor's got 19. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, look at that. Ada Moffat, who, by his own standards, hasn't had a particularly good season, has got 48. He's yeah, on no. double the points. Yeah. Bobby Thompson's ahead of... Um, Senator Proctor there. Matt Simpson, who's had an absolutely awful season, is not is a point behind, and so is Jack Goff. I mean, yeah, Senator's had an absolutely dreadful season. He's gone under the radar a bit, but he my has. word, he's been poor. Uh, moving on to the manufacturers' standings now. Obviously, BMW streaks ahead, uh, 518 points to Honda in second, who are on 443. Uh, the gap's massive to Subaru at 362. Voxel a little bit closer to Subaru on 355, and then Toyota rounds off the championship on 216. Moving on to the teams. As you would expect, Team BMW topping that as well. Yeah, I'm slightly surprised that Honda, uh, Halford Uasa are second. I thought that uh, Cobra, AMD, etc., etc., would be. Uh, they're quite close. Uh, Halford's on 292, and Cobra on 283. Uh, yeah, BTC Racing had a decent final race this weekend and were. 
were up there yep. um, on 235 in fourth, followed by the Power Max Racing Boys on 201. Yep. Jordan on his own somehow is only 10 points off them. Yeah, 191. And he leads uh, Adrian Flux Subaru on 176. He also leads Team Shredded Wheat with Galha on 173. And uh, Team Toyota are 139. And rounding out the top 10, uh, Trey Price Cars. Uh, although Stephen Jelly is hunting hunting down two points behind their uh, Team Parker Racing. Rocket still to score a point for <laughs> that. Uh, Independent driver standings then. So uh, Roy Butcher heads this uh, fairly comfortably, although it's in the balance. Josh Cook behind him, uh, two six two to two four five. Yeah, I, I think those two should should move away now from from the rest. Tordoff in third with two oh six, and then Chilton in fourth with one nine six. See again, Tordoff, who we've said it's not had a particularly strong season, is ahead of Tom Chilton, which I think just yeah. helps quantify my earlier point. But I won't rub it in too much. Okay. Uh, then our two favourite drivers in the world, Jake Hill and Stephen Jelly, uh, are fifth and sixth. Adam Moffat uh, is seventh. Chris Smiley is down in eighth. And Ollie Jackson and Adam Morgan round out the top ten, who are comfortably ahead of the rest of the crowd. And moving on to the independent teams, drawing at the top are Cobra Sport AMD and BTC Racing. It's been fascinating, those two teams this year, hasn't it? Two teams that I really didn't expect to be in this no. position, and they are racing so well, the four of them. And two teams that are running, yes, they're both running Civics, but they're running different shape Civics, yep. uh, which is quite interesting to see how well RCIB Insurance have done with developing that car yep. and keeping it to the pace. It's also interesting how well BTC Racing are doing it as well. I mean, a, a much smaller team. Yes, they've got the um, the uh, the share on with Dynamics. But I think at times this season, Dynamics have probably been knocking on their door and going, how are you getting so much performance out of the car? Because we are struggling. Yep. Uh, in third, you've got Team Shredded Wheat Racing, yep. uh, followed by Trade Price Cars, Team Parker Racing, Laser Tools up in sixth, doing better than, than Sicily Racing, Mac Tools. Yeah. Which, yeah... Surprising. It goes to show, doesn't it, how bad a season that Morgan's having. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on now to the Jack Sears Trophy, obviously for drivers that haven't scored a podium before the start of this season. Give him the trophy now. Rory Butcher, three four two to Tom Oliphant, two seven five. Uh, Butcher has been phenomenal this season, uh, yeah. and out of absolutely nowhere. No. Nope. Uh, if you'd said that at the, over the halfway point that Butcher was in the championship hunt, I just suggested that no one else was racing. With all, <laughs> with all respect to Butcher, uh, who's who's emerged fantastically this season, I would not have ever taken you up on a bet that saw Butcher still in the championship hunt. Nope. Uh, in third place, a significant way behind is Bobby Thompson, followed by Dan Rowbottom and Rob Smith to complete the top five. Indeed. Well, that probably sums up Setterton, Sam. Yeah, it was a good event to go to. Yeah. Um, one that we try to go to most years. Yep. Uh, being our most local circuit. Uh, yeah, it's probably a bit more close to Just, Silverstone, isn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was good to get out there, and I'm I'm looking forward to the end of the season at Brands where we get to go as well. I look forward to going to Silverstone as well. But mm. obviously, you're not joining me for that one. Um, but yes, we've got we've got Brands to come together. Uh, I've got Silverstone, but unfortunately, next we have first have to do Thruxton. Again, yeah. I, I'd rather race on the half-housing estate of Rockingham than, uh, <laughs> than, than Thruxton. But, hey, it's supposed to rain all weekend, so who knows? It could be quite interesting. Let's hope. Have you got any other business for us to discuss tonight? 
Uh, very briefly, because this was taking a little while um, due to the Race 3 instance, uh, if we're going to have to have no contact in motorsport, which is the way it's going, not only in the touring cars, but in F1 as well, can we please have some consistency in the decisions? Yes. Um, for me, there's not a great deal of difference between Turkton and Plato. One's got penalised, one hasn't. One has to drive a BMW and is arguably... Some would say odds on favourite. Odds on favourite to win the title, and some would say the darling of the British touring cars. <laughs> um, whereas one is a belligerent old man who <laughs> happens to rub people up the wrong way, um, and has been there for decades. Has been there for decades. Um, I just want to see consistency. I don't think that personally. I don't think either of the moves ten years ago would, have, would have even battered an eyelid. But nope. we've gone that route now of push to pass is illegal. And contact will be, you know, have a very dim view taken on it. Yep. If that is the case, we've got to have consistency across the board. We we've had it so far this season with the off the grid uh, mm. jump starts or uh, um, ahead of your box. That's been a fairly yep. uh, well maintained track limits. And track limits, yet yeah, has been a fairly well maintained and policed area. If we're going to go down that route, just a little bit of consistency, particularly in F1, it's harder because there's only one round at each venue, and the stewards are different at each venue. I get mm. that. Here you've got the same stewards of three races. Yep. I think it's easier to have consistency here. Yep. There they should be. And and it wasn't just those two incidents that were of note. There were a couple of incidents throughout the race. Yeah. Um, one of the drivers was sent sideways through the bomb hole and nothing came of it. No. And there's, there's just... I don't know, it seems to be falling away as we go through the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm personally in favour of lots of, lots of contact and yes. no penalties, but... If we are going down that route of regulation in the sport, it's got to be consistent. When you're at a track where you've got the same stewards monitoring all three of the races, you've got to have the same outcomes. Um, and unfortunately, I, this is the area that is probably the most inconsistent in the sport. Mm. And it's unfortunate because it, it rubs some drivers up the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and all, all the drivers want is fair racing. As a, a small caveat, you might know more on this than me. Uh, do they only investigate if the forms get put in? Yeah, the, this... because if because I suppose the flip side is that the stewards may say, "Well, Ingram didn't come to us with his free forms after the certain yeah. incident, therefore there's nothing, there's no case to answer." You, you'd like to hope that if there is an instant of note in a race, you wouldn't have to supply a form, which is what Ash Sutton was on about in his post-race interview after race three in that they put three forms into the stewards that were up for discussion. But surely it can't be the policy that stewards would only investigate if a form was put in. Surely that's not the well, case. No, because you'd have like 100 forms a race in yeah. some cases. So I don't... Well, the point I'm trying to make is I, I, it's clearly not only investigated if the driver raises a grievance. Therefore, I can't... I just can't understand how Turkton's move on Ingram goes unpunished mm. when Plato's move on Smiley, which is very similar... And we've seen instances earlier this season where you wouldn't have time to get a form in because they've already yeah. taken action throughout the race. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. So is it only, for instance, that I discussed after the race where time penalty is added? Um, or is... Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. For the record, I think Plato's uh, moves on Smiley and Sutton are wrong, but they're no worse than what Turk did to Ingram in the very mm. same race. Yep. Oh, race before, very same race weekend. Yep. Uh, just want a bit of consistency, mate, that's all. You got any AOB? No, I mean, you covered it with the interest of putting forms in. It's yeah. something that I've, <laughs> that I've never heard about before. Um, and it was an interesting insight to hear Sutton talk so 
I think that fresh, freshly I, and in the heat of the moment. I think that sums up his um, whole personality. Yeah. Isn't it? That he is. Teams probably do put these forms in quietly, where he has to make a big song and dance about. That's it. The coming for you. The ombudsman's on his way. Yeah, he he was very aggrieved by what had happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the interest interesting thing of having forms to put in. But yeah. Well, on to the next one. Yes, yeah, so, so far form improves. Yeah. Uh, and we will look forward to reviewing. Well, I will not look forward to reviewing Thruxton. But let's hope it's wet and we get some good, interesting racing. That's what I'm hoping yeah, for. I'll be bone dry. And... Don't say that. Um, one last point before we go. In all seriousness, I am interested to see. Obviously, we know the other car's been turned up. Mm. I'll be interested to see how Thruxton the goes. Comparison. BMW's dominated yes. uh, in this season. Um, I'd be very interested now to see what the other cars do there. Yeah. Well, I think you'll be joining us in about a week's time for that. Um, and we look forward to discussing it. Indeed. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>